Because when you realize how you're responsible, that is a point of empowerment. Because what you are responsible for, you have the power to change. Welcome to the Unconditionally Worthy Podcast. In this podcast, I will guide you on your journey to connect with the true source of your self-worth. Each week, we'll discuss barriers to unconditional self-worth, the connection between self-worth and relationships, self-worth practices you can apply to your life, and how to use self-worth as a foundation for living courageously. I'm your host, Dr. Adia Gooden, a licensed clinical psychologist, dance enthusiast, and a dark chocolate lover who believes deeply that you are worthy unconditionally. Hello, and welcome to episode 34 of the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. We took about a month off and we are back for season three of the podcast, which is a little bit hard to believe that it's been about a year exactly since we started the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. And now we are on season three. I am so grateful for those of you who listen to every episode, who share the episodes, who leave reviews. It's been such a wonderful journey. And I think my favorite part has been hearing from you all about how the podcast has been impactful in your lives, has been helpful in your self-worth journey and in helping you to be more kind and compassionate to yourselves and embrace your unconditional self-worth. That is the goal. And so I'm really grateful that we've had such a wonderful year of podcasting. I'm also incredibly grateful to my podcast team. I have a great podcast manager and team managed by Chris and Tiana, and they really do all the background work to make this happen. So I'm super grateful to them. um, And I know that I would not have a successful podcast without them. So episode 34, right? So we're, we're a year in and, you know, the podcast launched about a month, a few weeks before I left my full-time job. And I've been reflecting on that. I've been reflecting on my year in business for myself, my year as an entrepreneur. And I thought that I would share some of those insights and reflections with you all today. So I have been, before I left my last job, I have been affiliated with some private educational institution for my whole life, basically, right? Since I I started preschool, let's say. I have always either been in school or worked at a university. And there's a lot of ways in which that was very comfortable for me, right? It felt safe. It felt secure. It was a good, stable, steady job. And, you know, I've gotten a great education. I've been privileged and blessed to go to some amazing schools and to work at some amazing places. And I think if I'm really honest, there's a way in which 
I was probably deriving a sense of worthiness from working at a university or uh, going to a university, right? And when I think about our self-worth, I think there's often layers to it. And so we can sort of get to a place where we feel more unconditionally worthy and then something might shift or change. We might lose a job, change a job, lose a role, transition in or out of a relationship. And then, you know, feelings of conditional self-worth might arise again. Now, I think part of the reason I was able to have clarity that I wanted to transition out of my last job and that I was okay with no longer being affiliated with an institution, with a university, is because I had done the work on my own self-worth. And I knew that my worthiness was not dependent on me being able to say, I work at this big fancy university, right? And so what happened was I got a job that I thought was going to be perfect for me. I was excited about it. I felt like it was going to combine the various parts of work that I really enjoy doing. And so I was excited to start this role. And I would say probably six to eight months in, I was like, ooh, I don't like it. (laughs) I was like, I don't, this is not what I was expecting. Or even if it is what I was expecting, turns out I don't like what I was expecting. What I thought I would like, I don't like it. And I remember having a conversation with one of my friends and we have brunch once a month. um, And she's also a clinical psychologist. And I sort of really came to the realization of like, I don't like this job. Like this does not feel like a good fit for me. But I was like, I have student loans to pay. You know, it's I can't leave, right? Like I got the student loan repayment program. I got five years left. So basically, even though I have to, I don't like this job, I need to stay for the next five years was how I felt. And she asked this question, which was, or she said, you know, I think that you need to think about the emotional cost of staying in addition to the financial cost, right? So there's a financial benefit. If I stayed in the job, I could get my federal loan service repayment and, she was saying, yeah, that's great. And I think you need to think about the emotional cost. This is taking an emotional toll on you, right? There are things about the role that just, I I would say, grated at my soul, just irritated and frustrated me. There are dynamics in that workplace that were somewhat chaotic, that promoted overworking, and I just wasn't happy. So it took about a year after I realized that you know, no longer was going to be a good fit for me to prepare myself for the transition, but I left. So my last day there was February 26, 2021. And I took a leap of faith, right? I left in the middle of a pandemic and I decided to work for myself. And to be honest, that has been the best professional decision I have ever made. I love working for myself. Like it is just, it works so well for me. I I never would have guessed it because I really like people and I like working with other people, but I also really don't like being told what to do. And turns out because I'm self-motivated, I can get work done and make things happen in a way that actually feels good for me. And so 
I am so grateful that I took that leap of faith, that I wasn't so attached to needing to say that I was affiliated with a particular university, you know, that I had a faculty appointment, that whatever, that I I wasn't going to leave a situation that actually wasn't good for me. I'm really grateful that I tuned into my intuition, that I listened to my body, to my gut, to what it was saying, which was, this isn't working. This isn't how you're supposed to be doing your work in the world. I'm so grateful that I did that and took a leap of faith because working for myself has been amazing. You know, I work less than I did before. I make more money than I did before. And I'm happier and I'm using my gifts in a way that I think is more aligned with how I'm meant to show up in the world and how I'm meant to serve the world. So it's been an incredible journey. I'm really grateful for it. Now, I don't want to say, I don't want you to think that this has been all perfect because it hasn't been perfect, right? It's been amazing, but there have been some challenges. And one of the things that I've been reflecting on is the fact that in my first few months of working for myself, I noticed that I was recreating similar levels of stress, urgency, maybe even chaos that I had experienced at my job and had been frustrated with at my job, right? So it was a different dynamic. I was doing different things, but I was setting these unreasonable deadlines and then rushing and pushing myself to meet them. I was setting these really high expectations and then expecting myself to do everything perfectly the first time I was doing it. I wasn't giving myself the space, the time, the ease that I really wanted. And that was part of the reason I left that job in the first place. And the reality is that I started to realize this and I was working just as much. I was still working evenings. I was still working weekends and I was just stressing myself. And so the blessing is that I recognize this dynamic and could change it, right? Because you have to recognize a problem or an issue before you're able to change it. The curse or the challenge is that since I was working for myself, There was no longer anyone else I could blame but myself, right? So when we work for and with other people, it's easy to blame them, right? Like it's their fault. It's my boss's fault. It's the work culture. It's the system of stress. It's it's the chaos. It's the culture. It's all of these other things, right? When we are working in and for systems and for other people, when we don't like the work dynamic, it's very easy to blame them, right? Like that can be, oh, oh, my boss is awful. Oh, the work culture is horrible. And this is not to say that there are not some pretty miserable bosses and work cultures out there because I think there are. And I think there were challenges in the dynamic of my last job, right? I think that's a reality. So I'm not saying that it's all in our head, but I do think that when we work for and with other people, it is easier to push off responsibility for how we engage in the work and how we contribute to the very dynamics that we don't like, right? So the beauty of working for myself was that I realized there was no one to blame but me 
for the stressful work dynamic I was creating in my business. I was setting the deadlines. Nobody was setting the deadlines. I don't have, you know, I'm not funded by venture capitalists who are like, you need results. Like I'm self-funded, right? So it's not as though anybody but me was creating the stress, right? And so that means that when it's all my responsibility, I can be fully empowered to change it. And this can be hard because it can feel good to blame someone else. It can feel good to blame something else. But the truth was that I was carrying with me years, years of patterns of overworking, of tendencies to overwork, years of it. It started in undergrad probably, right? I carried years of that with me into my own business. And even though I had and still have a goal, I'm not there yet, but I'm working towards it, a goal of working 30 hours a week and taking two months off a year. That is my goal. I am going to get there. Even though I knew that was my goal and it was stated and I shared it with people, the reality is that the patterns and the habits of overworking, of always working, of always being pulled into productivity, those I also carried with me. And when they're unexamined, when our patterns are unexamined, they are likely to continue. And so I think there, I'm so grateful, right? That I had to take 100% responsibility. I am so grateful that I couldn't blame my stressful work environment on anyone else because it really forced me to do something different. It forced me to say, okay, well, if I want this to feel different, I have to make some changes. And I actually think that most of us have more responsibility over our experiences than we like to admit. Now, I'm not saying that we all have 100% responsibility. I'm not saying that a work culture or other people we work with don't contribute to the challenges we experience in a work dynamic, in relationship dynamic, et cetera. But I think our tendency to completely blame everything on everyone else is challenging. It's a problem, right? Because it keeps us from taking any responsibility. And I'm not encouraging you to blame yourself. But what I am encouraging you to do is think about how you are also responsible. Because when you realize how you're responsible, that is a point of empowerment. Because what you are responsible for, you have the power to change. So you may be thinking, okay, yeah, 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 responsibility, whatever, like this, how does this relate to (laughs) self-worth? Well, let me tell you. So it's clear to me that the patterns that I had of overworking that I was just describing really were grounded in me trying to prove my worth when I was younger, right? So I developed these patterns from a space of perfectionism, from a space of feeling like productivity and achievement were what was gonna make me worthy. And if I just worked all the time and tried to be perfect, then I would be worthy, right? That's how I developed those patterns when I was younger. And even though I had done work to shift my belief and disconnect my sense of worthiness from productivity, from overworking, the reality is that those patterns stayed with me. And there was something 
uncomfortable in some ways for me about always working and not resting. And I have gotten way better over the years at learning to relax and learning to rest. But there were still these patterns that said, if you want to do well, you better work hard. You better work to the max. You better always be working. You better be productive. And for many years, I wore overworking as a badge of honor. I was proud of it, right? And I developed this muscle of you have free time, you work, you work, you work, you work, right? I think the other piece is that I was building my business while I was still working my full-time job. And so it was sort of a side hustle, which meant I could only work on the weekends. I could only work in the evenings. And that meant I also got into the habit of working. You know, it's like I worked my day job and then I worked on my business. And so that also created this habit of always working. And I know that the fact that I was able to disconnect my sense of worthiness from my productivity, from, you know, how hard I was working, really enabled me to start to shift this pattern, right? The taking responsibility, the recognizing I'm creating stress for myself, I am overworking myself, that is actually not aligned with my values currently. That's actually not aligned with the way I want to run my business. And I know that it's not making me worthy. So all of that, knowing all of those things helped me to shift the pattern, right? And it's been great. Like I've been able to do that. I've, you know, for me, I generally stop working at 6 p.m. I, you know, I took the whole month of July off for my wedding and honeymoon. And then starting in August, I stopped working the weekends. I mean, basically how that showed up was, I think it's partly because I was pregnant. I'm going to share more reflections on being pregnant in another episode. But basically, like my body was like, nah, mm mm-mm. Like I got up one Saturday morning because again, I had set a deadline for myself that I needed to do all this stuff by a certain time, my creating this. And I woke up one Saturday and I was like, I have to, you know, get all this stuff done. And my body was like, nah, mm-mm, we're not doing that. We're not, mm-mm, nah, we're good. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> and I listened, right? And I was like, okay. At that point, I didn't know I was pregnant, but I was like, okay, all right. Like I'm not going to work. And I, since then, have not worked on weekends, right? I've had the thought, okay, maybe I'll get a little extra done, but I haven't done it. And so it's been really powerful to shift for myself, to decide this is not what I want my work life to look like. This is not what I want my business to look like. I'm over the overworking. I'm done with it. Like I've done it for long enough. I'm tired of it. Like I no longer get a like, ooh, I worked all this much. I don't get anything out of it anymore. So it's like, I'm ready to let it go. And I have been able to shift away from that, which has been really empowering and felt really good. So here's my challenge to you. I want you to think about a dynamic or a pattern in your life. It may be related to your work, maybe related to friendships, it may be related to a romantic relationship, but I want you to think about a dynamic or a pattern that you don't like, that you have been blaming on other people. And I want you to consider how you might be at least partially responsible for this dynamic that you're unhappy with, 
Okay. So I want you to think about something you don't like that you've been like, oh, if only he would, if only she would, they need to change. It's all their fault, right? Like these things that you vent and complain about, and it's all on them. You're, you know, sort of the victim of the situation and they have to change. I am challenging you to look at that dynamic. And I want you to think about how might you be contributing to this pattern and dynamic in an unhelpful way. And I know this is hard because it's easier to blame other people, right? That feels easier. And also it's hard because we often feel like if we don't blame other people, we have to blame ourselves. And my encouragement to you is not to blame yourself, but is to see what aspects of this dynamic you can take responsibility for. So the reality is that when we are able to take responsibility, we are empowered. If we always put the blame on everyone else, we lose our power because we cannot change anyone else. So if it's their fault and they're awful and there's nothing we can do about it, then we're stuck, right? We're victims of the situation. But if, yeah, maybe they're doing some problematic things and maybe we're doing some problematic, not great things too, then there starts to become room for you to do something different, which is empowering. So as you reflect on this, right, as you think about maybe what's your role, what's your responsibility, what could you change? I want you to offer yourself a whole lot of compassion. You know, I'm I'm the compassion pusher. (laughs) I always want you to be offering yourself compassion. So this is not about blaming and shaming yourself. It's not about, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Oh, Oh, I should have done it perfectly. This is not that. Our worthiness is not based on getting everything perfectly in life. We are human and that is impossible. What we want to do is use our self-worth as a foundation for being able to grow and evolve and develop. So when we know better, we do better. That's the ask, right? So I want you to offer yourself compassion. I want you to forgive yourself if you recognize that there's some way you've contributed to this pattern in a way that doesn't feel good or doesn't feel aligned with your values. I want you to identify what you learned. And then I want you to make some different choices about how you want to move forward, right? When I realized I was creating this pattern of stress and chaos, I didn't sit and beat myself up and, oh, how could you? And you just left your job and you da 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 that's unnecessary. They're just like, oh, oh, Adia. <laughs> There's that pattern. Okay. All right. We see it. Now let's change it. Okay. Great. It's fine. Let's change it. That's all we need to do. So that is my encouragement to you to take a look, just choose one pattern and see how you might be a little responsible and not blame and shame yourself, but offer yourself compassion and identify one thing you want to do differently to shift the situation. So that's what I have for you today. I hope that this was enlightening. I hope that it's it's thought-provoking and helpful. And as always, thank you for listening. It's so great to have you tuning in. You know, for those of you who don't have it already, I have a free ebook on four practices to connect with your unconditional self-worth. And those practices talk about self-compassion. It talks about self-forgiveness. Two of the things that I just mentioned will be helpful for you as you shift these patterns. So go ahead and go to my website, dradiagoodin.com forward slash free with three E's dash book. And you can grab the ebook and you can get it totally free. And that may help you with some of these 
these practices. As always, I so appreciate you taking the time to leave a rating and review that helps other people find the podcast. And if you found it helpful, share it with a friend or family member who you think would find this helpful as well. Thanks so much for tuning in. We have an awesome season set for you all this third season. We're going to have a lot of incredible guest episodes. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe so you always notified when there are new episodes available. Until next time. Thanks for joining me this week on the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. Make sure to visit my website, dradiagoodin.com and subscribe to the show on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Adia Gooden. If you love the show, please leave a review on iTunes so we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Lastly, if you found this episode helpful and know someone who might benefit from hearing it, please share it. Thanks for listening and see you next episode. This episode was produced by Chris and Tiana and the music is by Wadaboy.